This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest, best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Line Podcast. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for coming on. I'm going to start with letting each of you introduce yourself, give us a little bit of intro and background, and we'll go from there. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you for having us on. We're very excited. Um, My name is Larissa Wall, and I'm one of the hosts of Local On 2 on the local ABC channel here in Nashville. And um, a little background, I went to San Francisco State University, and that's where I got my degree in journalism. And then I ended up bouncing around a few different smaller markets where you kind of learn your your, uh, reporting skills and you make all your mistakes, hopefully make them there and not when you get to a bigger market, but that happens too. So, you know, it's always a learning uh, curve. But um, then I ended up working for Hallmark Channel for years and I became their pet expert. So I did all the animal content, which was really wonderful because that's always been my passion. So I was able to kind of mix both worlds together. And then I landed the job here in Nashville about a year ago and it been amazing and I got to meet Laura and we've been building the show you know there's a little team of us and it's a lot of hard work but we absolutely love it and uh and feel like we're really making strides yeah yeah um so yes we are co-hosts we we host together and um basically my background is similar um but different um in broadcast journalism as Larissa mentioned, you kind of bounce around to different markets, um, hoping to grow. And, uh, I landed here in Nashville, October, 2021. And I love it here. Uh, when they said that, Oh, we're launching a lifestyle show. I thought, okay, who do I need to talk to, (laughs) to get this job? And they ended up choosing me and Larissa and I didn't even meet until July of last summer and we're I feel really lucky that we just we get along so well we our energy and our vibe it's just yeah seamless it's really a blessing we're very lucky because I don't think what most people have in a co-host relationship is as good as ours and as fluid so I I definitely thank my lucky stars that that we were put together (laughs) oh my gosh I'm sure I have so many questions so first where are you guys originally from? Okay. Los Angeles for me, Larissa. Yeah. Okay. I am from Chicagoland area, Chicago. Got it. Okay. Because you said San Francisco. I was like, I'm from the Bay Area. I love that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. I'm from the East Bay, East Bay side, but. Okay. Yeah. Got it. How funny. Oh, I love it. Okay. So then when you guys, 
like heard about this opening, this new show coming in. Do they like, you know, in Hollywood, they have actors come and they're like, we have to see like the chemistry. We don't know if this is going to work. Do they audition you separate and then bring you together? Or is it like a video you send in? Like, how does it work? Um, so usually, usually, yes, they do chemistry tests. However, usually that's when there's already kind of an existing show happening. So let's say there's a spot for a morning anchor, a female morning anchor. They'll usually bring in two or three or four people and kind of have them do a read with the current male anchor. Usually it's a male female duo, but not always. Um, and and kind of let them chit chat and get to know each other a little bit. And then that male anchor or the second female anchor usually mm -hmm. has a chance to weigh in and because they're going to be spending the time together um, mostly. And but then obviously the station makes the final decision on who they think makes for the best fit with this, because the show was not in existence we didn't actually yeah. meet prior um, until we were both hired. Yeah. Until we were both here <laughs> in the building. Okay. And we were like, well, I hope we like each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, our fingers. But yeah. we did. Um, and usually when it comes to getting a job in, in television or news, you send out your reel, which is kind of snippets of your past work. Mm -hmm. Um, and that gives them an idea of kind of, you know, are you into lighter stuff, heavier stuff? Are you a hard hitting? I want to be out there bringing consumers the undercover stories. Whereas yeah. for us, we've done all that, but we really like the lighter. That's where we, um, you know, really shine and enjoy. So, yeah. so yeah, that's how we ended up getting the job. But at least for me, yeah. the story is a little different. Uh, so I was in hard news for years wow. um and which is so shocking because I feel like you're so bubbly and like fun and I would never think that you'd be like, it was hard so yeah it was hard it's almost like you had to I would have to intentionally say okay be serious and even yeah. when we have sex too that are serious we'll say okay we're serious now mm -hmm. put that hat on focus yeah. um but yeah I mean I I feel like um for me I Partaking in things that are very important to me, even if it's just an extracurricular, it was very important so that I could put together that reel that is more lifestyle um, based. And um, so when I was in Hawaii, uh, that's what I kind of focused on is really fine tuning this trending segment that I would do daily um, on the six and 11 o'clock uh, newscast. And, um, and prior to that, I was in real small markets. I was in um, a place called Durango, Colorado, okay. where I helped create this digital media company. And so I would do a lot of feature um, segments, um, news highlights, headlines. Um, but it's all, I always like had that focus of what I desired and what really um, made me feel alive. So as I just kept keeping my bank of work and, you know, pursuing this kind of career and I think as you noted like I think even though the bosses hired uh Laura originally for a, a a hard news role it's hard not to hang out with Laura and feel that bubbly energetic personality yeah. so I think they kind of knew in the back of their head um, from what I gather, that she would be a great fit for something if it opened along the line so they kind of kept that in their, in their brain. And so when they knew they were going to do a lifestyle, at least from what I remember them telling me personally, um, was that they kind of had, had their eyes on Laura thinking that she would be a good fit from the get go. Although at the time when they hired her, 
the the job position wasn't open. Yet. That's because I was harassing them daily. <laughs> Our current boss. I want this. Pick me, please. I love it. That's such a good lesson. And like, if you want something, you have to go after it. And it's, you know, I think sometimes people think opportunity just falls in people's laps or they, you know, they get discovered in a coffee shop or something. And it's like, eh, that's not really how it works. Like you got to go for what you want. I would say there were a lot of years of, of putting in blood, sweat, and tears before landing. My, my first, I would say, dream job was over at Hallmark. And then this would be my second dream job. And it took yeah. a long time to get there. And I would also say, as a note, that sometimes you do have to take a role that isn't up your alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we say that all the time. Yeah, and like, like Laura, she yeah. said yes to a role that wasn't necessarily what her dream role was. But getting in with the company, getting into a location she wanted to be, that all ended up, you know, ended up paying off eventually because something else opened that they knew she'd be a great fit for. And so, you know, you just never know. I had to be a producer for a while over at Hallmark before I started working back on camera there. And sometimes you just take what you can get and and do your best to make it work for you. Or you might fall in love. (laughs) You might love the job you're in, which you never expected. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You don't know till you try something probably, especially when they're creating new shows or positions or they're growing. Tell the listeners what the show is in case they've never heard of it or never seen it. What exactly, you guys say lifestyle, that's like er, literally everything, which is kind of what it is, (laughs) but explain it a little bit more. Yeah. Well, we say before we started the show, we said we need a mission statement so that we can, you know, gather exactly what it is and deliver it to our audience. And we say we are covering the heart of Middle Tennessee and Southern Kentucky. So we're focused on events, businesses, inspirational people, and really just connecting our community even more. Um, We love highlighting uh, musicians. We love, I mean, everything that makes our Middle Tennessee and Southern Kentucky come to life. We want to bring that to our viewers um, in a fun, engaging, uh, kind of way, but it's all about the audience. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, mm-hmm. we always say that, I mean, you've been on our show yeah, um, and I, I feel like it. we had this conversation before you came on. Is it, what, what are our, what is our audience going to get out of this segment? Mm-hmm. Um, because in the end it is all, we couldn't do it without the audience. Right. Exactly. And I, I second that. I think it was important to us to bring together Everything that you wish you could do in news, but you can't because news has to stay so focused on kind of the hard facts. So we get to do the inspirational stories, the fun, the quirky, the new. Yeah, the novel. Like a cooking segment, like whatever you want, kind of, right? So do you guys get like creative opportunity to decide what happens on the show? Oh, yeah. And, that's- and also, just so the, like the listeners know, the show's new. It's been less than a year, right? Mm-hmm. Less than a year. And for better mm-hmm. or worse, we all, the, the four of us, but mainly started with three, and now we have some help. Um, we created the show. I mean, again, it was great to be given this and kind of said, have fun, you yeah. know, yeah. It, do it and kind of no oversight. And then it was also very scary too. Yeah. So we're always kind of recalibrating yeah. and getting new information on our viewers and their ages, the demographic, the locations they mm-hmm. live, you know, and trying to kind of cater to their to, interests to them. Yeah. So yeah, we have yeah. a lot of creative. Uh, Does the studio give you like analytics 
constantly? Is it always changing? Like, how do you know that? Well, daily we'll get a report on uh, ratings, but every six months, three months, they will do an audience kind of report where they'll check in. What are their interests? What do they like? What don't they like? We're a little scared every time they read it to us, but thankfully we've (laughs) gotten feedback. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we do have a lot of creative freedom. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, we are totally, at least I should speak for myself. I love the um, the critical feedback as well. I want to know if we're doing something that's annoying people because, Hey, you don't know until you're told that, you know, and sometimes it's like, well, sorry, that's me. You know, that's not going to change other times. How I talk or whatever. whatever, Yeah. Right. But, but oftentimes it's kind of like, okay, I could see how that could be, uh, that could come off wrong or that could be tweaked, yeah. you know, if, if that's mm-hmm. rubbing someone the wrong way, you know? So I, I'm always kind of open to hearing both sides, obviously the good, because why everybody likes hearing compliments, but I also like hearing what people wish would, you know, be a little different. So do they have like a focus group that will watch the show and then give feedback? Like, how do you know some of those details? Cause that seems so nitty gritty. So, um, yes, when we initially did our report, it was the first three months after being on air. Um, and we quest, we asked K, uh, excuse me, WKRN, um, audience viewers who watch our station. But then this last time that we got a report back, we were pooling people who watch all of the stations, mm. which gave us a better insight because, yeah. you know, other lifestyle shows on other stations here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and I don't exactly know how they pick the samples because that's not something we do. It's station run, right. and then they um, just give you the info. But yeah, they'll ask people to you know rate based on topics that we've discussed on our show from one you know favorite to least favorite. You know, mm-hmm. they'll ask people based on certain segments that we do, would you go to the internet and actually look to find more information out on that store or restaurant? Have you ever purchased something that you saw on local on too? Um, You know, what, you know, what are some of the first words that come to mind when you watch an episode, you know, things like that, that, so they kind of try to keep it vague, but specific at the same time. Totally. That's so interesting. So then what seems to be like the fan favorite? Is there one or does it constantly change? History. History. They love history. No way. Oh, yeah. History. I would not have guessed yeah. that. I would have guessed like celebrities, music, pop enough, That did not yeah. come up Musicians. top at yeah. all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of history? Like someone will come and talk about like local history. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we were having quite frequently our favorite historian, um, and we're open to all historians, by the way, but um, David Ewing, uh, we met him before we launched the show, and he actually gave us a lot of guidance in terms of understand, since we're not local and we're hosting local on too, we were really doing our research on, okay, what do we need to know? Um, one, so we don't sound like idiots, but two, to show that we actually really do care about this community. Mm-hmm. He comes on, we started playing this game, Nashville or not, and it kind of just evolved. Um, and people really ate that up. And then now with um, with guests, we'll ask them, okay, so what is the history? I mean, we have, you know, Loveless Cafe, we have 
places that have been around for over a hundred years. And it's just important to us um, to honor those businesses. Yeah. And I think for us, knowing how much Nashville's changing and knowing how many uh, natives are not that thrilled about it, we really mm. wanted to make sure that we were dedicating time, you know, to our show as a whole of remembering and reminding people of the magic of Nashville, um, you know, that that's been around forever, not just the new and exciting stuff that's coming along, but yeah. stuff that's been here that, you know, we, we want to make sure everybody knows about too. That's so interesting. Like literally that would have, I didn't even cross my mind that that would have been top of the list. I didn't even know that you guys did the historic stuff, but it makes sense. Cause like you said, there's so many pieces around here that have been here for so long. Like we, like my stores, obviously in Franklin, in the factory, the factory's historic. So I'm getting all these like tidbits now. I'm like, this is yeah. so cool. Like it used to be um, an actual factory and like, what do they produce and da da da. But yeah, it is so interesting. Okay. So tell us a little bit of like the fun stuff behind the scenes. So you guys come on and you guys always look gorgeous. You've got hair, makeup, you got beautiful dresses on high heels, cute clothes. Is that all you, or is there someone that does hair, makeup, styling? How does that work? Well, first you are lucky that you're seeing us well done at this hour. Typically we're still slobs if yeah you know. yeah <laughs> up until like 12 31 o'clock we usually look like we just rolled out of bed Pop um, in. so you yeah, guys just go to the studio like in sweats and then you like yeah. change yes like, oh okay tell us yes. about the story okay <laughs> because we have to get it we get in around 8 or 8 30 in the morning to kind of work on the day of show so we come in basically out of straight out of bed <laughs> Maybe, maybe we've changed into some workout gear right. um, versus our pajamas, but you know, not too different. Um, and then around, you know, depending 12, 1230, yeah. we, we start the transformation yeah. as we call it. That's awesome. <laughs> Which it's night and day, um, yeah. but it's fun. I mean, we, no. Oh, so to answer your question, no, we do not have hair and makeup. We do it all ourselves. Yeah. So when we have guests on who, who ask, hey, do we have hair and makeup? We say, ooh, I'm sorry. Um, we're barely just getting by ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Please come ready. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, dresses, dress-wise, thank God we both kind of rely a lot on Rent the Runway. Although I will say during my maternity <laughs> time, Rent the Runway has been very oh, hit. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so Today. it's so hard. Yeah. I went up a size in a dress that I thought, oh, maybe it should work in the extra large. Uh, it didn't, it wasn't even close no, to fitting. You know? yeah. <laughs> so oh. at this point, I'm not as concerned if I like the outfit. It's if it fits, yeah. <laughs> as long as it fits, I'll wear it. <laughs> but I wonder, can you just like leave the zipper undone in the back or something? Like <laughs> No, because we move around so much. And oh, so that, much yeah, time. they'll see it. Yeah, because if we were only straightforward, absolutely. But yeah. a lot of what we do is kind of turn to the side when we're talking to guests. Right, so, right. That I mean, <laughs> I kind of knew the answer to the makeup and hair and all that because I'm a huge like Kat Sadler fan and like E! News back in the day. And I remember her being like, I did my own hair and makeup, my own styling for like decades. And like, you know, later on, she finally like had like a team. So I kind of already knew the answer, but I was like, this must be hard. You guys have to be on all the time. Do you ever go to work and you're like, I just don't want to, I don't want to talk. Yeah. I don't want to get dressed. Okay. 
Oh yeah. Oh, it's, awesome. it's turn it on for that hour and then you just turn it back off. Like, how does that work? We we say that sometimes we'll leave work and we won't even be able to talk to people on the phone. We're like, okay, I'm just like talked out. I can't, I can't converse with anyone. It's because that energy, you're putting so much energy into all of the guests, but you're also thinking about 12 different things at the same time. You're thinking about timing. You're thinking about the videos that's supposed to be playing at the right time. You're thinking about which camera are we looking at? Are we not looking at a camera? And again, it's always going back to making the guests feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, during that hour, and and yeah. I feel like yes, we're on, we're on, on for that hour, but truly, we're on as soon as we get in because we're working all day. I mean, it's not to the same extent because right. we're sitting at our desks and we're you know we're writing a lot of the days, so, so it's not like we're on actively, but we're still on and we're doing a lot of phone calls in the mornings to make sure that everybody's got what they need for the day to set up segments for future weeks. Um, and you know, we, we don't like to bring people on the show unless we've had a conversation with them just because they may have a great story, but they may freeze up trying to tell it and you, you know you have to get an idea of the person usually yeah. if you can so we do a lot of phone calls um you know usually in the morning yeah, time. everything have you yes. ever had someone mess up or freeze live and then how do you what do you do do you just like you can't be like and you take it like like you can't like send it off right because it's your show yeah I think I think um that's where you kind of have to you turn off the um tv host and you really just become a person because you have to find out what is it that is going to make them comfortable we did have a guest who um was clearly very uncomfortable in the in the position and he had shared that he had a speech impediment and i at the moment we were like okay do we call it out? And we just decided, Hey, let's be totally honest. I know that you, you hadn't, you know, have had issues with that. Um, share your story. And then it was like, he kind of cracked open and he mm-hmm. really came yeah. out of his shell. And so I think it really is just humanizing. Sometimes, like I said, we're thinking about 12 different things. Sometimes you have to really come down and say, Hey, okay, I am listening in this conversation because when you have so many elements, you get caught up in this like curated segment when sometimes you got to just go with plan B and that's having a conversation and mm-hmm. it's not just like yeah. a curated thing. And, that's and I think more interesting too, like people absolutely. Want, want that. Yeah. I think also one of the things that I learned in prior uh, work position. So I have to credit the the hosts that I worked with and watched and learned from. Um, but they, you know, the more a guest gives us prior to the segment, the more we can guide them during the segment. So, you know, a lot of times people roll their eyes when we ask them to fill out all of these forms, you know, before coming on of what they want to talk yeah. about and, and answering, the, you know, telling us, not just saying these are some questions you could ask me, but here's what the answers are too, because that allows us to know ahead of time what they want to say. So if things start going sideways, yeah. we can try to gear it 
or veer it, I should say, back to where we know they want to go with it. Whereas if we don't have that info, we're relying on just listening to it in the moment. If mm -hmm. they freeze, there's not very much we can say <laughs> yeah. to help out. So that's why it's so important that pre- uh, that preparation work, basically. And when they come in that day, kind of reviewing with them, hey, here's what we're going to ask you. Here's what we recall you were telling us, you know, if you want to tweak it or change it, sure. But this is kind of what we're going off of. Yeah. So that way, you know, if you have a moment where you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot what I was going to say. We can say, be like, help you get on there and have like a complete, like, totally. Blank. Oh, no. What was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. And that's where kind of our expertise is, is supposed to come in. But we yeah. can only do that if we're given some of the tools from okay. the guests. You know where well. you're heading. And for, right. the, for like the listeners who probably most have never been on live TV. It's like you go, there's so many lights on you. And then there's all the different cameras. And they're like, don't look at any of them. And I was like, oh, wow, there's one in the middle. There's one on the side. There's yeah. one on the other side. Like, how do I not look? And then underneath the camera, it shows you what the viewers are seeing. So I wanted to just look at myself because I was like, well, does it look good? But obviously you can't because you can't look that way. And then I have one of you on each side of me. I just remember being like, I better not mess this up. And like, I feel like <laughs> I, you were great. I'm, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm pretty outgoing. Like I do all the Instagram stuff for my business. Like obviously now I have a podcast. Like I feel pretty comfortable in those situations. I'm good at public speaking, but in that moment I was like, oh my goodness, this is live. I have no idea what's happening with all these cords and lights and stuff. And I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. But I could see how even the best of the best would get up there and be like, what was I going to say? I completely yeah. froze. Like, where do I look? I looked at the camera. Now I messed up. You know, like, what do I yeah. do? That's a lot. I still get nervous. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> a good thing though, like you, you yeah. having a little bit of nerves shows that like, you know, you're still in it. Cause I feel like people, when they do it for a long time and you're not nervous and you're like over it. Right. Like, it's kind of like Michael Jordan, after he played for so many years and was like the best, the best, he left and went to baseball because he's like, well, I don't get the excitement anymore. <laughs> so like, peace out. I'm going to go do that for you right. and I'll come back. Yeah. But I think people get to that point. So I think it's good that you get a little bit of like butterflies still and it's exciting and it's fun. And I mean, yeah. obviously the show is also still new. So like, that's mm -hmm. so great. And you yes. tweak mm -hmm. it as you go to what you want. I'm sure it's going to keep growing and growing and you're going to get more and more people that you want to come on and all the things. Um, okay. Love that. So we, I know you said you're having a baby. We forgot to even say that at the beginning, how far <laughs> along are you now? Eight months, which oh, is ready. I just entered the eighth month on Sunday, which to me freaked me out. Like I had a freak out moment <laughs> on Saturday when I was, when I was realizing that tomorrow marked eight months, I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? What? I don't know how to be a mom. I don't know how to do this. Oh, no. What is happening? So no. they, you can figure all that stuff out. Just do all your <laughs> nesting and be ready. I don't know if you know this. I have three boys. I don't think we, we never really got I to know talk you kids. I didn't realize three boys. Wow. But three boys. My youngest just turned seven two days ago. So my, I'm done with the baby. I know. <laughs> it's kind of like you know bittersweet I'm like kind of happy to be done with it because it's exhausting but you you your know youngest is seven yes. how old is your oldest he's gonna be 13 
So I have almost 13, almost nine and just turned seven. So my youngest is going into first grade. So I'm like really done with all the preschool, kinder, all the stuff. But it's so exciting to have your first. I know it's nerve wracking, but like do all the nesting and, you know, enjoy the calm before the storm. (laughs) But I I always hate when people said that, like sleep now. And it's like, okay, I can't sleep. So thanks so much. Um, right. But yeah, it's such a fun journey. So what's going to happen when you go on maternity leave? Do they bring in like a substitute? Do you guys have fill-ins? What happens if you're sick? Like what happened? I mean, cause it's just the two of you, right? So when last week, when I was on vacation, Larissa solo hosted, um, oh, but when she's okay. out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when she is gone on maternity leave, we'll have someone fill in, um, and it's someone that we know and mm-hmm. yeah we have a couple people who is the gentleman that comes on sometimes I'm sorry I don't know his name Joe Breezy it's Danielle Breezy's husband okay and he Love does her. like a morning show like where is he from he was in radio for 20 years and oh, he okay. uh yeah uh-huh and um our GM actually threw out the idea saying oh he should come on and it was great for um uh, cross promotion of his radio station, Hot 1067, mm. which is no longer, but um, uh, Wait, and, hold and on. Then- 1067, that okay, so I had that station in my car, and one day I got in the car and it switched over to country, and I was like, What okay. is happening? I know, yeah. is it am I in the yeah, in the Twilight Zone? Yeah, no, okay. they, they um, they switched formats mm. basically. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he, so what he does that mean? On- they went like streaming? Like, what is that? So format is the type of music that is played on. Oh, oh, oh the it's the same. Okay. But is he still doing it or no? He is. He's still part of the station. Okay. He hasn't announced his role and how it's changed. Oh, oh okay. Got it. So well, there's something happening in the scene. <laughs> okay. But he's great. We love Joe. He comes on two to three times a week. He'll fill in uh, sometimes with Laura when I'm not here to add an extra fun kind of spark to the show. Um, okay. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. We love him. Um, we also have Sylvia Castaneda, who does some of our um, sales and marketing pieces. She's been with the station for a long time. She's okay, excellent. Um, so she'll, she'll chime in every now and then we love her. So, um, you know, we kind of have, have our little team of, of revolving pros. Yeah, and- you've got people. <laughs> so wait, I didn't know that radio was so closely tied to TV. Is that normal? Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. if you hear on the radio, you'll hear some of uh, the local meteorologists from the TV stations, oh, and they'll, okay. yeah, report on the weather. And- yeah, most news stations um, do kind of team up with a local radio station. I don't know if if it has to do with ownership, like if Next, I don't think Nexstar owns, because we're owned by Star Media Group, oh. I don't believe that they own radio stations but i think it's pretty common for there to be some kind of tie where they cross promote yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. okay and then how does like the i guess i don't even know how to say this like the rankings work like you've got you said like there's smaller markets like smaller towns maybe people don't know and then obviously the larger markets i would think is like uh, san francisco bay area nashville new york whatever right and then what would the next level be? Is that then you go to a national position, like a Today Show, The View, E? Like what, are there other levels? Like how does it work? 
Well, so basically in the news world, there's 200 and something markets. So one is New York, two is LA, three, I think is Chicago, and you work your way. So when you're starting in news, especially on camera, it's a little different if you want to work behind the scenes. If you want to work on camera, you really do for the most part, unless you get lucky, start at a smaller market, somewhere right. closer to 200 mark. Yeah. And then, you know, every couple of years when your contract is up, the hope is that you move forward a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Sometimes mm -hmm. I moved backwards at one point in number, like ranking, because mm -hmm. I wanted a different role. I wanted to anchor. Mm -hmm. And at my first news station, there that wasn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I had to go backwards to a smaller market, but it was worth it because I could get the experience I needed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everybody's trajectory is very different, but the idea is to start small and make your mistakes and learn everything you can and learn what you hate, learn what you love, and then get to kind of a bigger market where you could see yourself being for however long. Um, then yes, on a national level, there's Good Morning America, uh, there's E, there's the show over at Hallmark when it was on, there's, you know, various different outlets that you can be at. And it's kind of different for everybody. Cause if you want, you know, I thought being a national correspondent would be amazing, but then after meeting a couple and hearing what their life is like, mm -hmm. and you know, the fact that they can't have families or relationships because they don't know where they're going to be at any day at any moment, um, I thought, okay, maybe that isn't what I want to do. So, you know, you kind of, you know, a lot of times people decide to stay in their local markets because you develop a camaraderie with the team, you yeah. develop a space in the viewers' homes, yeah. you, you know, have kind of some sticking power and you yeah. kind of can have a little bit more work-life balance. There's something special to be said about having being on a show that is hyper local, especially within this community, because this community, as you know, as you've learned, is so close. Mm -hmm. I mean, when, when the shooting happened, uh, yeah. uh, we all kind of came together. We rallied. We used it as an opportunity to really be a lighthouse for the community and provide resources. Um, but also, if if this were a lifestyle show in Chicago, I'm not sure we would have the uh, ability to talk with the um, celebrities that we've spoken to. Right. I don't think we would be able to have the conversations and really have that community feel that we do here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. I think it's there's something really special about where we are market size um, because we're in the in-between where we have that ability to talk about like bigger stuff, but it's not too big where we can still be a part of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. And I do think as you get older, especially I'll talk for myself, but as a woman, other things become really important, you know, settling down with someone, having kids. So the, the draw or the drive to get to where I thought I wanted to be, when I was 25 is different now that I'm 37. And, and, you know, like, so, so it's interesting because yes, you originally kind of always see yourself rising to the top of the top, or at least that's the goal. But then as you get older, you kind of change things a little bit. Yeah. Work like balance. Yeah. And it becomes important having a lot of other aspects of your life fall into place and not just your job. Yeah. 1000%. And especially for you guys, because it's a location thing too. It's not just quote unquote, moving up the ranks. 
it would right. physically be a move. And what if you don't okay. want to live in a New York or an LA? I remember when I lived in the Bay Area in my early 20s, I loved E! News. I loved that whole era back then, obviously, with Juliana and all them. And I was like, this would be so cool to be a part of it. But I was like, I don't ever want to live in LA. Like, <laughs> chance, not happening. I'm not an LA girl. And that was it. Like, you, you could not get a job in that world if you didn't pick up your life and move. So yeah. it is interesting for you guys. It is a balance of the position you want with a, obviously a good team and all the things all of us have to think about, but then also location, which is. Yes. And it has to fit your personality too. Like, I mean, it has to be a perfect match yeah. because I, when I lived in Hawaii before Nashville, I found it really hard to fit in. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and, you know, you want to see people who you can connect with on TV as an audience member. And I really didn't look or sound or emulate a local there. I mean, I was there for four years and I tried and I made friends and then I finally felt like I was in, but it, it, I, I didn't, I had a hard time there. Yeah. And it's interesting. The first two jobs that I had were both morning shows. So you're literally at the station between one and three in the morning every day, yeah. starting your day. And it's like that show, the morning show. With yes, it's Anderson. pretty memorable. But I will say those two stations were where I made the most friends because you're miserable together yeah. <laughs> and you're all at small markets where you're kind of leaning on each other. And when I ended up working in San Diego, which I thought was a huge step up, which it is uh, technically mm -hmm. in a way, mm -hmm. but it was so hard to make friends there because people, it was a location where people settle. So people already had their friend groups mm -hmm. and their, you know, spouses and their kids. Mm -hmm. So kind of breaking in and making yeah. friends was hard. Mm -hmm. And I was, it was ironic because I'm like, I'm finally in a fun city where there's stuff to do and I have no one to do it with. And yet when I was oh, in the small yes. towns mm -hmm. that there's nothing to do, I had great friends. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, okay. So I have a quick question. When you did that super early, early show and you had to get up, like you said, whatever, to the middle of the night, then what do you do later? Do you take a nap or do you just go to bed super early? I bed at 6 45 and that's also why I had no friends because <laughs> yeah that's you're like eating dinner and you're like I'm going to bed yeah it's three o'clock I'm ready for bed 3 p.m yeah, yeah. I, I, so that's when I started actually volunteering at the animal shelters as much as I mean I did earlier too but because I would be off at like 11 30 in the morning everyone else is at work. So I started doing all, all my volunteer work for a few hours a day and then basically going home, showering, having a bite, watching some TV and going to bed by like, yeah. I don't know, four, this five o'clock. Yeah, I guess. And even like on the weekends, I'm sure your whole clock is off. So you're just like, yeah. I don't know what to yeah, do. Yeah. Yes. You're like, I can like hang out at 11 a.m. and then I'm tired. Right. <laughs> It's horrible because Saturday you feel like crap because, you know, you've had a full yeah. week of waking up. Sunday, you're finally starting to feel a little normal. bit more normal and you got to go back to bed by 5 p.m. It's <laughs> inhumane. <laughs> yeah, that's so hard. I feel you can't do that for very long. I know I listened to a podcast episode with a doctor one time talking about sleep and they were saying like nurses, doctors, whoever does these like weird hours or they do like the night hours versus day you can't do it long-term because it just ruins the havoc on your immune system, your body, everything. It ages you faster. I'm like, yeah, I can't it's even horrible. imagine. 
Yeah. It's it's rough. Yeah. You don't get used to it. You you learn to survive somehow, but I don't I personally don't believe you can actually get used to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Okay, I know you guys have to leave soon. I'll have one more question. What advice would you give someone that wants to get into this industry and doesn't know where to start? Do they go to school for it first? Do, do you guys have like managers, agents? Like what do you do? Well, I would say um, definitely, I mean, it depends. Nowadays, there's so many people who can kind of create their own little empire using their phone um, and and don't necessarily have to go the school route like I did and I think Laura did. However, I like on YouTube or on social. Yeah, like we both went to school and uh, well, I was a broadcast journalism major. um, And, and I would still say that I believe that is the way to go. There are so many personalities now that are becoming known as, you know, kind of um, on YouTube or or their social Hmm. channel. But I really do think there's something to be said for having that backbone of learning, you know, the proper journalism techniques. Um, And I would also say, if you want to be on camera as hard as it is moving to a podunkity town <laughs> that that isn't what you imagine your life to be is going to be the best move in the long run and taking all those you know day-to-day jobs and tasks that you also probably don't want to do but it does pay off in the long run mm-hmm. even though it's just some days you're going, what has my life become? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do question it. I, but even if, because I feel like it was in our hearts when we were younger that this is what we wanted to do. And that's why we pursued that in college um, and, and maybe high school too. Um, but I feel like if you can get your hands on anything that is related to this field or in- industry that sparks your interest, do it, even if it's like a small thing, um, you know, helping out with your podcast, something like that, doing socials for that. We yes. have an intern right now who is so lovely. And I keep telling her what sets her apart is how eager she is. And she's always wanting to learn. She's always getting her feet wet. She's she's stepping on the set and saying, OK, wh- how do I help tear this down? What what do you need? How can I help you? And yes. I think having that eagerness and being willing to learn and also not accepting that you might not know everything and and that's okay because we're always continuing to learn and I think the more that you're open to that then the better you you will be yes and I do think the more social media savvy you can be this won't come as any surprise to anybody, um, the better, regardless of what you end up going into. That is one thing that, you know, we, we complain about daily because it's a job in itself and, and, you know, it's fun to do, but when you've got 18 million other things to do, it's kind of the last on the list, but it can't be Mm -hmm. because it's so vital. So that anybody who has any interest in that type of, of, role um Mm -hmm. go for it because it's yeah (laughs) 
even if it's small too, I think as women, especially, we have a hard time looking back on what we've done. Remember, as you were mentioning, you know, in a podunk town, you think, why am I doing this? And you forget, hey, wow, I went to school. I have my degree in this. I did my first package last week. And you have to remember, regardless of what field you're going into, all the things that you've done to get yourself to where you are, because I think that gets lost when you're just looking towards yes, the future. That's true. I remember being told like day one, you know, drive at 3 a.m., you know, drive to get some video of this house fire somewhere. I didn't know where I was going. I got lost. I finally got there. I didn't know how to work the camera. It's this huge yeah. camera. I can barely yeah. lift it. I was in tears because I'm thinking, what am I? I just want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. And and yet, you know, those are the moments that now, you know, years later, I can look back and go, yeah, I see why that was important in that moment. Although I was so miserable. <laughs> as well. Yeah, I love that you guys are pointing out all of this, like not glamorous, the hard stuff, the little stepping stones, whatever it was, because like you said, on social, which is what we're all on, we see the finished product. We see you guys have this great show now in Nashville, and we don't get to see what it took to bring you here. I mean, same yeah. for me, like people get to see Lemon all these years later, and oh my gosh, you know, I, I mean, I had multiple stores, and now I just have one, but oh, this is so cool. She has her own brand, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no one got to see my first farmer's market when it was pouring rain. And I was trying to keep my inventory dry and sell product. And I literally was like, am I crazy to be doing this? Like, why am I doing this? Like, you know, it's like, no one gets to see all that. They just get to see it now and go, oh, that's so cool. She has her own business. You know, it's like, yes. Well, I did a lot to get there. You know, <laughs> and I think everyone can relate to that. Yes. And I yeah. think one of the things we've run into and we quickly realized was because our show is so fun, people think that it's easy. Yeah. And that always we show we make up it look easy. That. Yeah. And 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 that's great. I mean, that's our point. We want it to look yeah. fun and easy. Totally. That's, you know, th that's us kind of doing our job. But to to get to a point where we can walk in and have fun with our guests, it's a lot of work. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love all the advice. I love chit chatting. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social? Obviously the show. Yes. Um, so you can find us, uh, well watch us live because it has the most action and watch out for the bloopers because they do happen, um, uh, live on air, but we are on WKRN channel two news two, uh, from two to 3 PM mm -hmm. and Monday through Friday. And then our socials were at local on two live on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, yeah, TikTok. I don't know. Supposedly we have all the socials, but as as previously mentioned, we're not always the best at updating them, which is why we love our internet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know it's um, funny. I think no one wants to do TikTok, but we're being told we need to. I still haven't got on it, but everyone's like, you need to be on TikTok. It's the next thing. I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> I know it's so difficult doing all the others already. I don't know. Your handle too. Oh, mine? Uh, yeah, give all your handles. Laura Schweizer. Okay. With no T. <laughs> no T, but got it. The Laura Schweizer, yes. 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 And I'm just Larissa Wall, W-O-H-L. And um, and then, yes, same thing. I'm on Facebook personally and all that, and Instagram and all of it. And then 
our show, you know, we all have access to our show's Instagram and everything. So, um, so, you know, we all jump on there when we can yeah. and do fun stuff. But and yeah. I have to say, it's really fun to follow you guys. Cause not only do we get to see little glimpses of your personal life, but then you, I think you were just at, um, what's it called? Fest CMA Fest. Right? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you were posting some behind the scenes and what you were doing. So it's fun. So yeah, yeah. I hope everyone follows and obviously watches your show. <laughs> um, this was so fun. Thank you, ladies. I feel like we could obviously chit chat forever because you guys are pros. I don't even have to ask anything. You guys will just <laughs> well, hey, so proud of you for cre- launching this podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Lime was just like a something I wanted to do years ago. And then COVID happened. So my life fell apart for a minute. And, um, you know, I was doing a little bit of like business coaching and things on the side that people wanted to get more from me. Um, and then finally I was like, I'm just going to do a podcast and it's just going to be for fun. And yeah, so it's only been a few months, but it's been so fun. So thanks for supporting and coming on. Yes, of course. Thank you. you. Let us know if there's anything else we can ever do to help you. And hopefully we see you back here soon, too. Oh, I would love to come back. It was so fun. Yes, good. good. We'll make it happen. Well, I know now you guys have to go do your real show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks. Bye.